Welcome into From the Nosebleeds, the sound of Philadelphia. I'm Seamus <laughs> <laughs> Alongside Patrick O'Leary, Vince Lobiondo <clears throat> joining us via satellite. We are all pumped up. We are flyered up for the fighting Phils. And uh, boy, boy, oh boy, it's a shame. You know, John Bartrand and Vince Quinn, great guys, giving us a great platform of opportunity. But every time the Phillies inch closer and closer to October, they are absent when we get to the studio. Is it because we come at obscure times because Vince has to go to the dentist or Taylor needs to get his teeth washed? Maybe. But all in all, a I lot of dental problems in this podcast, I a, guess. A lot, a lot. But I need to see Vince Quinn and John Bartrand during a or Phillies playoff game, seriously, Sheamus, I'm going to make the, it happen. Put the tinfoil hat on. Maybe they are. Maybe they're avoiding you because they know that you are so right and they're so wrong. Yeah, I, I think that's well. They also don't like me that much. But that's not, that's, that's a common. That's theme. neither here nor there. A lot yeah. of people don't like. Many people don't like me. Me. But yeah, O'Leary is. He's my best friend. I'm not his best friend. He's like my best friend, pretty much, right? And he hates me, but I still rock with it because you know what? You only have one life to live, as the great Kanye West said. You only get one shot. You only get one mic, as the great Kanye says. You only get one shot. I think that was Nas, actually. Dude, listen, rap rap is a new instrument for me, okay? This opportunity comes. Once in a lifetime, mom's spaghetti, knees weak, and my arms are heavy. So anyway, there's a lot. That is how it goes. A lot of people have been asking me questions. By a lot of people, I mean like my cat. I talk to my cat a lot. But yeah, ever since you got the dab pen. Yeah. All right. So I guess we're <laughs> going to break the, 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 the ice water right now. So to my employers, I'm probably fired. But this is my future anyway. Your um, pizza shop is drug testing, man. Uh, I don't even oh, know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Miguel just can't wait for me to, you know, you know, <laughs> drop my pants and fire a rocket, as Don Rickles would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But as you can tell, like, you know, uh, maybe, well, that's not us. Uh, the, the dad pen has not necessarily, you know, impacted my energy level for the show. I just do it more so before I go to sleep so I can, you know, sleep better, relax on wine instead of drinking beer because beer has a lot of calories in it. And I'm trying to get fit for the for the uh, for the holidays. Just start drinking whiskey. No, no nothing. Nothing like getting fit for the winter. Yeah, yeah but that's what I tend to do. Because I always seem to get a little pudgier after my birthday because a lot of alcohol is being consumed. Like, because, oh, my God, it's my birthday. You know? So a lot of alcohol is being consumed from, like, August 8th until now. So, and by the way, Pat O'Leary turns 25? Yep. 25 at midnight tonight. So I'm Patrick, on a podcast with a bunch of old men. So happy birthday, Patrick. And a bunch of colorblind <laughs> men, you. too, apparently. I'm the, I'm the baby boy around here. Yes, you are. And you're adorable, Vince. I mean, I, I don't tell you that often enough. <laughs> that was coming. That was coming. We all do it. You're the most adorable guy. <clears throat> but uh, I, I would have heart... Let me tell you right now, you're one of the most prettiest, most adorable little babies I've ever seen in my a life. Tremendously adorable. I want to kiss your forehead every time I see you. I, I just want to peck it. Like like a little rooster. Just, just, <laughs> all right, move just on, peck move it. On. Um, How can we move on? I mean, look at you. Yeah, look at you. I just want to peck, peck at your head all night long. Um... <laughs> Sorry, Sarah, if you're listening. Yeah, she's in the room. <laughs> Sarah, I am so sorry. Um, nature, uh, by the way, I never met Sarah, and I'm very upset. Are you hiding her from me, Vince? Are you hiding yeah. her? Vince I mean, hide, I, don't, I don't blame him. Vince hides everyone he loves and cares for <laughs> from me, but eventually I get to them. But <laughs> No, I do. I eventually that end sounded, up, That sounded horrible. I eventually end up meeting your family, didn't I? Didn't I, Vince? Yeah, you have. You yeah, have, your you mom's have. a nice lady. Your dad's awesome. I love your brother's. I think they're awesome. Your 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 one brother's a, a superstar. He's a soccer superstar. He's a future union man. 
But, but I wish. Yeah, I know. How about the Union though? Apparently they're going down to Dallas. That's that's always kind of tough for the Union, from what I've been reading. Dallas sucks. Apparently the Dallas U- sucks at every sport, right? But Vince, like historically, apparently the Union have struggled in Dallas, FC Dallas. See, I, I've only been doing this from the uh, from the nosebleeds Twitter. I've been stalking the uh, profile of Mike Butts just to see what he's been up to, <laughs> and he's a big Union man. So, of course you have. Yeah, so he's I've been, a son of Ben. He's a son of Ben Simmons, which we'll get into later. Uh, he was harassed at a candy shop, by the way, and we'll get into that <laughs> later. But I want to, Vince. I do want to ask you this. Now, since I'm like a new guy, like I'm, I'm all cool and hip now, right? Like I have a dab pen, you know, like I'm cool. Um, I, I want to start getting into the, the union. Is there any um, like advice, like, at, like just knowing that you know me more than most people know me in many ways, but like mm-hmm. any advice for me to like kind of like get my feet wet with the union? Like what do I have to do? Watch like highlight reels I, or no, go to a game? Easiest. I was going to say All the right. easiest way to get into it is just dive in and go to a game. You'll yeah. you'll get drunk. You'll have fun. The fans are electric, and you'll end up caring about the game. And listen, I will say this because I've said this on this podcast before. The one thing that soccer does have going for it is a pro and a con. The con part of it is that there's only maybe one goal a game, or sometimes there's none. But the pro is that when there is a goal, it is so electric. It's electric. Like, it's like nothing else because, you know, in basketball, they're scoring a bucket every two seconds. In football, touchdowns happen all the time. Right. Even in hockey, the goals are a little bit more unrare. But in soccer, it's a big moment when someone scores. Now, Vince, that, that's a great point you bring up. And I did not plan on talking about the union ever on this show. But, like, I'm trying to, like, change my life. Like, I'm trying to not be so, like, narrow-minded when it comes to – you know, I live in, like, my own little world, and it's, like, Bruce Springsteen <clears> – <throat> Barnabies and the you know Phillies. the Phillies and that's it. And I'm trying and to the ex- Stones can't forget the Stones and the Stones and that's it. Uh, but I try to I'm trying to like expand my horizons. So I, I I would assume like like you said like scoring a goal at the Union game or any any soccer game it, it it's a big deal. People get excited because it's more elusive, right? So it's kind of yeah. like now I'm used to the Phillies, right? And over the past like six seven years, the home run has been elusive pretty much outside of <laughs> Bryce Harper or you know. You know, every once in a while, my Kel Franco went yard or, or the Hoskins, which I'm, cool. by the way, Taylor, I'm Hoskin again. Um, so, you know what I mean? It's kind of like the home run. Fairweather fan. Like, Any, would you say? Uh, I mean, yeah. I'd actually say it's even more elusive, maybe. Like, and uh, I don't know. That's actually pretty hard to say, but I feel like people get more excited for, for goals in soccer. Like, I went to a union game a while back, uh, earlier, I think it was, or later last year. And uh, I was sitting in the Sons of Ben with my <laughs> friends, and when they did score, it was pretty fucking crazy. That's awesome, man. Let's see, I gotta, go, I gotta go to one. And Tower, he's Tower's just staring me down in the studio, for, Vince. I wish you were here. He's just staring are down. Are you streaming at me. on your phone? Yes, I'm streaming on my okay, phone. What, is that right. a, is that a violation, or, or are we not allowed to do I, that? I just saw you were distracted by your phone. I well, was because, wondering why. I was just, uh, you know, just saying hi to, you know, well, a few of my friends. Seamus, to transition, um, you spoke of elusiveness for the Phillies about how home runs have been elusive. Well, the other night, uh, I guess it was, what, yesterday, uh, any run at all was elusive for the Phillies. It as was. They, uh, yeah, I mean, shut out by the second, the time, and, second and, time this week, first by the and, Mets. Uh, listen, I want to first uh, off second say, time. How about that? We need to, we need to apologize for the Phillies Thank on, you. Uh, on behalf of the Phillies to Ranger Suarez because what a, mm-hmm. what a performance by Ranger to get – 
fucked over by the offense like that. Oh, he that's, got that's steamrolled. Terrible. I mean, like he steamrolled the Reds, but he also got steamrolled by his own teammates. I mean, that's friendly fire right there. Yeah, he was doing his best Kyle Gibson impression. Had yeah, uh, eight I, strikeouts, no runs. Yeah, I mean, I'd argue his best <laughs> Thor impression. You know, you know, I hate to say it, but I mean, Thor's been giving you seven innings. I mean, he's getting hit around like a sack of bricks. Yeah, he's not. He's not playable in the playoffs, man. No, he really isn't, but, you know, that's a, that's a later discussion, I feel like. He's just there so your starters can get to the playoffs. And, and that brings up an interesting conversation, Vince, because I want to get your perspective on this. So the city is pretty high on the Phillies right now outside <clears throat> of, like, a, a staggeringly larger amount of people than I expected. If you listen to talk radio today in, in the city, we're very angry at the one to nothing loss in Cincinnati. But other than that, I mean, that's just not rational to be upset about a game like that. I mean, you got to focus on the Mets right now, obviously. And, I mean, a team that has dominated you all year. But I do want to ask you this, Vince. Going into the wild card series, assuming we make the playoffs, and if we don't make the playoffs, make no mistake about it, something, like, horrific has happened. Something, like, horrendous has happened. Like, we're talking about Bryce Harper maybe got hit by a bus, like, that tragic, and died. Like, like you never know, like something horrific has happened if the Phillies don't make the playoffs. So, like that begs the question: It's a best of three wild card series, right? Obviously, you're going uh, Wheeler Nola in the first two games. Obviously, who do you go number three? Is it Ranger? It's or, Ranger, or, or yeah. is it, or is, it, mean, Ky- or point, is it Kyle Gibson? No, nah, at this point, it's Ranger. It's Ranger. I mean, Gibby might have, he'll have like the occasional like like he did eleven strikeouts, whatever. But he still gave up three runs in that game, right? Yeah. Like he, he'll still give up hits and runs. Yeah. Ranger has Kyle, shown that he has the ability to not have to worry about those hits and runs as much. That's so. fair. Kyle Gibson has shown uh, moments like games like the other, you know, a couple weeks ago or whatever, when he almost had a perfect game or no hitter or whatever it was. He's shown moments of flashes, but I think that Ranger has done that more consistently. I I agree with you. Listen, uh, Kyle Gibson might be more of a high risk, high reward start in a third game where like he could easily get banged up, but maybe he gives you almost no hitter again. But I think it's more of a safe option in Ranger that he will pitch a decent outing. Well, I I understand where you're coming from, and I, I pretty much agree with it. But the one thing where I'm stuck on this issue is, and it's awesome that we're actually talking about potential playoff, you know, issues that we're running into. Feels good. It feels really good, like breaking down, like, oh my god, who's going to start in a playoff series this year? It's awesome. That's why I'm not looking over to Taylor because he's mocking me. I'm sure because he wants the Phillies to fail. But like the other argument against uh, the Suarez is Ranger has experience coming out of the bullpen, right? And there is no such thing as too much bullpen depth, especially with this team. Knable is already down, you know, barring a few other injuries, God, they, they, they could be in bad shape, you know, it's it's bad. Uh, by the way, shout out to Marcos. How are you? Uh, he's he's watching live on Instagram. Uh, but but like the, the other difference is, is Gibson is the veteran. Gibson has been around the league for many, many years, many moons, as people would like to say. Right. So he's been there, done that. He's like he's like a vet. It's like, all right, you hand the ball to Gibson. You know he's going to go out there and try to at least get you into the seventh inning, three hundred runs, six hits, uh, seven hits scattered, right? So it's like with Ranger, like, is he going to stay this good since he got back from the from the injured list, or like, do you kind of want to go with Gibby, who only imploded a handful of times this season? So it's kind of like I, I get like the the Gibson thing because that's a veteran guy. Well, I mean, no, I think, uh, that's a fair question. I think you're definitely going to be facing tougher starters than in the playoffs, like against, like batting against tougher starters in the playoffs. So 
honestly, yeah, I get the atmosphere. I get that with Gibson, but also what really is his experience? I don't really know his experience in the playoffs, period. Gibson, I don't even know that he has playoff That's experience. what I'm saying. I, it's I'm like, d- because here's a guy that's been on the Rangers yeah, forever. Yeah. So it's but, like, I don't know if he's ever really played in a playoff game or I, I, I don't has know that, that experience. he has. Who knows if he actually has that composure? He could be more nervous than Ranger for all we know. No, that, and that's a good point. I'm just saying, like, <clears throat> I, I'm not, I that was a bad example. Like when I went with experience, I just kind of meant like veteran guy. No, right? I get like, that. No, I get that. Like who's kind of like been around the league forever, had a great year this year for us. I mean, really, since we got him, that was another Dave Dombrowski masterclass. Was picking up a uh, Kyle Gibson at the trade deadline last season. I mean, I mean, Ian Kennedy was an absolute disaster. The the closer that right away we put him in. I'll never forget. I will Win never some, forget. Some. I'll never forget though that first series out of the All Star break. I, I believe we were in Pittsburgh of all God forsaken places. Listen, I wouldn't be mad necessarily if Gibby was given the game three nod, but I personally would go with Ranger. It's just my opinion. Now, like looking ahead, like even for uh, this is dangerous game, man, because I know I'm setting myself up for a heartbreak. Yep. We get out of the wild card series, so that's going to be a division series, the National League division series, which means baseball, playoff baseball is back in South Philadelphia because obviously the wild card series is on the road for us, and that's going to blow chunks, especially if it's against the Braves. That's going to suck. And I have to get like on Vince from Philly Sports Trips, uh, good side, because I really want him to take me to Atlanta for that wild card series. But uh, if we go to the NLDS... Do you think we have any shot in like a best of seven series against the Mets? Any shot at all? I think we might give them a good fight, but yeah, I don't really think I don't I don't see us beating them. This is such a dangerous game to play, isn't it? Yeah, I'm getting no, way I, too I ahead of really myself. Don't see, yeah, I don't, I don't see us beating them. In the Listen, seven I'm, I'm, yeah, I love I'm, I'm getting with, way I'm, too ahead of myself. I'm going, right with, I'm going with baby steps here. I think the Phillies make the playoffs this year, and you know that gives them. That gives us something to cheer about for once, finally, in the playoffs. But I'm not going to say they're beating a top team in the Mets yet. Listen, fuck the Mets. We hate the Mets. You never want to say that your team's going to lose to your rival. But, I mean, look at their lineup. Look at their starters, or the rotation. It's uh, it's probably just too much for this Phillies to handle. The ground's getting lit up tonight, uh, apparently. I- I'm not sure. I have to check check the uh, – that's an outlier, though, obviously. The ground's usually – The ground is – Degrom healthy is the best pitcher we've I've seen in the MLB. Like maybe in my like conscious viewing of baseball. I mean, you're a big Tim Lincecum stand though. You know I what love, I mean? Well, see, I, see I there's peak Lincecum. Would you go peak Lincecum or peak Degrom? See, that's actually pretty hard. But like the thing that I think we discussed this in the mm-hmm. group chat, the thing that holds Lincecum back is that his prime was like two or three seasons. Yeah, that's like, that's a problem. After his two that or three was my seasons. Baseball era. It, yeah, yeah, Taylor's big Giants guy. Taylor's That's a big Tim Lincecum. Yeah. Like, like Jacob Degrom has been better than uh, Tim Lincecum like for a longer duration. That's true. Obviously, I mean, so yeah. No, Jacob DeGrom- look at, for for comparing the two of them, it's just tough in general because Degrom's been injured a lot too. How about yeah. th- how so about it's like, this? It's just overall pretty tough. How about this? Prime <clears throat> Thor or Tim Lincecum? You don't even have to say Prime Lincecum, Tim Lincecum. because t- Tim Lincecum only pitched three years. Lincecum. But I, I would say Prime Thor. I really? would go, yeah, I would go Prime Thor because here's a guy that just blows guys away with the 98 heater. Just boom, I mean, boom, boom. Prime Lin- Thor was great. Prime Thor was phenomenal. And I think that's the, a lot of the issue with the Philadelphia fan base is they saw that we were acquiring Noah Syndergaard and they go, Thor. We're getting yeah. Thor. 
This isn't no, we got Thor. Noah we got Noah Syndergaard. We did not get Thor. But I, I, it's funny that you mentioned Tim Lincecum, and by you, I mean me, because I brought him up. But do you remember the amount of times that guy fell off, fell off the, the pitching mound? Like, fell yeah. off in his windup. He was a goofy. He was a goofy guy. He was just lanky and, like, the freak. <laughs> by by yeah. the way, shout out to John Barchard, who says, plug your phone into the audio jack next time, shaking my head. So there we go. He's disappointed in me again, but I shall make him proud on the next edition of From the Nosebleeds. John, go Cubs. But, but back, uh, back, but back to, to breaking original. down the uh, uh, Tim Lincecum thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he. Uh, what was I saying? Jacob DeGrom is probably the best pitcher that I've seen in like my conscious viewing of baseball. Tim Lincecum comes up there. there. There's a lot. I mean, Roy Halladay. Brian Wilson. Could easily be. Oh, Brian Wilson was a, was a favorite of mine. Brian Wilson ruled. He was now, a nut job. I, I don't know about the ritual. <laughs> Absolute nut job. See, I was a big fan of the whole ritual, ritualistic, like uh, after he got the final out doing the crossing himself, half cross, the satanic, you know, gestures. His beard looked fake. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was dyed. And I, I also but, love. Um, no, like hair wise, it looked. No, I big. know, but it was because it was. Dyed. I, I know, but I'm just saying in general. <laughs> but yeah, but I also love that the fact that his na- he was named after a Beach Boy. I mean, let's just be honest here. He was named after the great Brian Wilson, so that made him more attractive to me I, than anything else. Pretty much. If we're talking about like great pitchers from like recent years, I also think we got robbed of who could have been the best pitcher in the whole MLB, Jose Fernandez. Yes. Yes. I really think he would have ended up being like maybe a top two, top three pitcher, if not the best pitcher in the MLB. He was filthy. That was that was a devastating loss. It it really was. And by the yeah, way, was, our friend Meg Brown checks in on the on the uh, anytime Instagram hotline, also known as my Instagram, and she goes, "I liked Pat Burrell." Well, you as a woman would not be alone in liking Pat Burrell. Why, do you, Pat have, Burrell, why, do, you have, why do you have to do that? Well, I'm just saying because he was a handsome man, and Pat most that, that was loved. Now, now I'd be curious to say what Meg says when I asked her the following question, and this is good interaction with the show. Um, did you like him because of his charming good looks? That I mean, like I, I'm man well, enough. She's to, not in the guys. That's part of the reason that I liked him. Anyway, and listen, I think <laughs> I think Pat Burrell myself was a handsome guy. So, no, but I mean, anyway, let's. We're gonna. We're, I'm gonna wrap this all the way back to the. Oh, original by the way, point, hold on. One, was, one more thing, since we're doing a little or bit I'm of. Not, a f- or I'm not. <laughs> a little bit of a fan interaction, real quick, Vince. She goes, "What about Joaquin Benoit?" I, now that was a solid reliever. The only Benoit I know is Chris. No, but the Joaquin Benoit was a reliever for us in the Jose Bautista as Dribble Cabrera era, and uh, an era. I mean, error. error. That was an error for Philadelphia sports. Uh, but yeah, that was Meg and I's favorite uh, reliever. Was Joaquin Penoir. Reel it in, Vince. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to take it all the way back because the original point was uh, Phillies versus Mets. And I guess to wrap up my thoughts on that, uh, no, I don't think the Phillies would uh, beat the Mets. Uh, do I think they'd make it a series? I'm going to be realistic here and say <clears throat> maybe they steal a game. That's fair. I think, um, I think they might have a chance of winning, taking the home games, honestly. Just because, that, like that, that sorry. atmosphere is absolutely no, but electric. Wait, what are you like, guys? Are you guys talking about this upcoming weekend or the playoffs? No, 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 the playoffs. Okay, because playoffs. I think this upcoming weekend, I think that we're due for honestly, man, three out of four. But I, I'm thinking sweep. You got to sweep the Mets out of Philadelphia, man. Yeah, especially to. when you're especially when you're avoiding Scherzer and Degrom. Yeah, I mean yeah. you're avoiding Scherzer and Degrom. The, the mother nature, the stars are aligning for the Philadelphia Phillies because mother nature. Could have, as Taylor shakes his head in disgust, could have, could have prevented, or no, 
could have pushed back, what the hell's his name? DeGrom Star. Because he would have pitched to Philadelphia if that game in Atlanta tonight was rained out. And there was a chance of rain. So listen, Mother Nature's on our side. The stars are aligning. We're missing all the aces, even though we light up Max Scherzer. I don't want to hear how great Max Scherzer is against us anymore. I, we I light a, him up, usually. I have a problem with Max Scherzer. I think like him and him and Madison Bumgarner are like similar in like their weirdness. Like like being like, you know, one of those guys like don't talk to me when I'm pitching. Like, don't fucking high five me. Don't like say good good shit. Like I think that is so weird. And like it's I get dumb. it, like you're in the zone, but like I'm pretty sure I saw – I forget – I listen, I've been watching a lot of Baseball Doesn't Exist videos, and they made one on both of these guys. So they're like kind of fading together in my mind here. And I forget which one of them was. I want to say it was Scherzer. Uh, like when he got to – Scherzer was on – what team was Scherzer on before the Mets? Uh, the Nationals. Mets. Now padding for the Nationals. I forget who it was, what team it was, but uh, it was either the like, Nationals or the Tigers. The no, manager the like Nets. slapped them. Manager slapped one of these guys in the asses, and they like got all up in arms about it, like because like oh, don't touch me when I'm like starting. I just think shit like that is so weird. Like, bro, you're on a fucking team. Stop being such a dickhead. That's interesting you have that perspective because I'm the exact opposite. See, I really? like a guy. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. That's surprising, uh, honestly. I would why. That's one thing. In. That's one thing that always like threw me off about you. You don't like ass slaps. I don't like ass slaps, but I'm not talking about the ass slap. I'm not talking about the ass slap, and it's you know I'm not. It's not what I'm talking Wait, about. What, what side are you on of this? No, I'm on. I don't even know what Aaliyah talking about. He's turning 25 you in an like hour. Don't like ass slaps. No, I don't like ass slaps. <laughs> That's true. But why are we making this about me? I want to talk about Scherzer. I like guys like Scherzer because they take their craft, their art, what they're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to do. They take it seriously. Yeah, but and like, I love that. Don't don't get in my zone. Don't get in the all-new like, zone. I, I mean, like, great Roy Halladay, fucking even DeGrom. Like, those guys all take their craft seriously, and they're great, but they're also not, like, trying to fight their teammates for, like, saying good inning. No, I know, but I don't think that they necessarily try to fight their teammates. No, I, I'm being but a no, little I know. over... I know, so I know what you're saying, it. and and listen, that's fine. I understand why you don't like that, but I would love to. Would I you think not? It's weird, but but all right, but dude, like try to play a little bit of devil's advocate here, right? Wouldn't you like a dog, an absolute dog, like Max Scherzer, to be in your rotation? I wish Aaron Nola. I don't think was that's like what that. he's saying at all. I, I wish Aaron Nola showed some energy. I mean, he the, the guy is like, if, like you talk to him and he he gets interviewed. He's like, yeah, well, I guess I had a good game. It's like, I'm sure that's him taking his job seriously, though, right? Yeah, but there, no, there's like no passion. There's no Scherzer, like, oh, I, I like really want to beat show. this team. I feel like the most I don't get it from Scherzer, the most energy Scherzer has shown, and honestly, it was very fucking funny, was when Girardi uh, called for like the multiple checks yeah. and he like got it fired up. And yeah, like, yeah, that, that was actually pretty fucking that funny. That was hilarious. That. By the way, Joe Girardi was interviewed uh, recently, and he said basically, uh, you know, I'm not going to take him word for word, but he basically said that he enjoyed his time in Philadelphia and that he wants to manage again <laughs> if the opportunity arises. He's now taking a job as an analyst for the Chicago Cubs. He's from Peoria, um, uh, Illinois, so he's back at home. He said his father loved to watch the Cubs, and he said, quote, I hope my dad hears me up in heaven when I'm analyzing Cubs games. I don't know if he's going to be able to because I don't know if heaven exists, but I wish all the luck in the world to Joe Girardi in his next endeavor. 
as being the analyst of the Chicago Cubs. Now, to change the subject a little bit, and we'll get back to the Phillies, as we always do, but former 76ers star Ben Simmons was spotted at a candy shop. Taylor, do you have the 50 Cent uh, uh, music? All right, Pat, you could just... Uh, something about licking lollipops. Now, girl, don't you stop all that. So Ben Simmons was at the candy shop with bodyguards. Bodyguard, he brings bodyguards to a candy shop. I mean, as a as a oh famous person, oh my you should, god, you no. Oh, no, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. I know they do, yes, but they that's do. wrong. That's wrong. Don't like it. 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 If you're going to a candy shop, are you okay? If, if you're going to a candy shop as a 26 year old man, don't bring your bodyguards, dude. It's a bad look. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. All I'm saying is the guy that went up to him and called him Russ, that was hilarious. That was hysterical. Objectively hilarious. And there was a lot of people on my timeline today that had a big problem with it. A lot of people on my timeline had a big problem. Oh, grow up, they say. Oh, just let this man go about his business, they say. As if he was being, like, physically harassed. He wasn't. This guy was in a public space. You're allowed to go up to people in public and talk to them. So I don't I don't agree with the people that are like crying over acting like he got assaulted. But I also am like kind of agreeing with them and like like who fucking just move on. Who gives a fuck? He's I do think it's like a little like looking like obsessed. Like who cares, bro? It's no, over. But, Let but it die. Also, so in looking into that video a little more. That guy that took the video literally just does that for a living. He just finds where celebrities oh, okay. are, like walks up to them and like jokes around with them. Now, was I, I actually <laughs> at King of like, Prussia Mall? I don't no. think so, no. I, I was going to say, why would he be back here? <clears throat> no, yeah, I, I think the funniest part of that video is the fucking fat-ass stray that Russell Westbrook caught from it. Like calling, I mean, <laughs> calling Ben Simmons Russ like as an insult. Like imagine you're just sitting at home and like your name is being used as an insult to other people. I mean, I assume he's talking about uh, the Russ of the now, which is washed Russ, obviously, right? Yeah. Like he's not really insulting prime Russ, but I, I just thought no, it was a hilarious. Russell Westbrook exists now. No, I know that, but I think it was just a funny, like, spur-of-the-moment type thing, and I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I think that that guy deserves everything, every heckle, nonviolent, that comes his way. No, 100%. I mean, the way he acted going out of here was very babyish. He's, he's not, obviously. Like, so. I, like, I can, like, draw the conclusion that he's not a good person. Like, like seriously, like I think you can't say that. No, but when it comes to like, he's just selfish. He's an egomaniac. He is a spoiled brat who has zero interest in playing the game of basketball. He only has an interest in living the NBA celebrity lifestyle, and that's a fact. I liked Ben Simmons when he had the Australian accent. Give me innocent Ben Simmons that cares about the game. Give me Ben Simmons pre Kylie or whatever Kendall uh, corruption. Please give me the pre. Uh, uh, the pre-Hollywoodization of well, Ben Simmons. We don't Simmons. want that now. Ben Simmons is gone, so I hope he stays the way he is. I- I'm just saying, like, overall, like, dude, listen, man. I, I just wish that he would have, like, kind of swallowed his pride, went about his business, fixed himself, because he could have been great. He had the tools. He had the athleticism. He he could have worked on his game. Instead, he gave up and he quit. So to me, I mean, that shows a lack of character in a lot of different ways. And I'm not perfect. I mean, I'm I'm more perfect than him. I would like to think. What's well, this fourteen like month old take? I I completely tuned out pretty much like, everything Shay was just saying. I'm gonna the, be honest. Well, like I like came back ago. Ago. Uh, Well, Taylor, I mean, I mean, you know, uh, chime in whenever you want. I guess, but it, it is relevant 
because we're talking about Ben Simmons and we're talking about no, how keep going. no, yeah. and we're yeah, talking about how going. people defended him. This is not like an out of pocket stale take, Taylor. As much as you would like it to be, it's not. I am very hip now. I have a dad. Pen. I miss Philly's talk. So well, <laughs> anyway, um, I guess while we're on the topic of Ben Simmons, the Sixers' schedule dropped, and uh, you have a charger anywhere God. on here. All I know is that what on uh, our first two opening games are what the Bucks and the Celtics. It's Celtics, Celtics first, Bucks? and then Bucks. Okay, but, so that's an interesting. So, yeah, it's, it's, Wait, I like someone, it. I like that hot start. Someone pointed out how someone pointed out how in the span of I think it's like five days, the the Sixers will play both the Celtics and the Bucks, and the Eagles will play the Cowboys. So Philadelphia will be completely either insufferable or like so down bad in that after that stretch. Yeah. And there's also uh, what you call it the 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 Sixers schedule. Like Adam Silver is just confirming once again that he hates Philadelphia because our last month is rough. Yeah, the, if you looked at uh, somebody released a chart of pretty much all the schedules, like how they rank from like easiest, hardest, that kind of shit, like a little line graph for each one. Phillies is there's no charger over there. Uh, where, where's the closest charger? By me. Okay. I'll, Way to just derail right, the conversation. Shut up, Tanner. Shut up. I mean, that was Taylor, to be, to be fair. Uh, so, basically, the it's very normal for most of the season, and then it just drops, like a straight drop, because we play, like, literally fucking everyone and anyone. So, uh, anyone that was in the playoffs last year. Excuse me. I saw a chart that had the, the strength of schedule for the whole year. The hardest team, uh, the, the, the team with the hardest schedule is OKC. Which just makes no sense whatsoever. Um, yeah, but no. we, and then you also have Christmas time in Philadelphia this year, which should be fun, where you have uh, the Eagles will play on Christmas Eve. I fucking I'm blanking on who they're playing. Uh, can't remember. Someone remind me. Uh, and then the Sixers play on Christmas Day against yeah. the Knicks, it looks like. Yeah, which is a very interesting game, honestly, because the Knicks could be good or bad this year. We don't really know yet because we don't know where Donovan Mitchell's I going. We don't I know. Listen, I, I get that. Uh, how Jalen is Brunson's Donovan Mitchell there. not coming to the Sixers anymore? Oh, uh, the, the Eagles are playing the Cowboys on uh, Christmas. Yeah, my, my mistake. Um, I thought it was weird at first when that was announced because I was like, listen, they're doing like rival. They always do rivalries on Christmas. You know, like they did. They used to do Cavs, Warriors, all that shit. They're doing Warriors, uh, Grizzlies this year because they're like a budding rivalry. Um, and then I, I thought it was weird. I was like, I feel like the Bucks or the Celtics would be better for us, or even maybe like the Nuggets. But then I saw the Celtics and Bucks are playing each other. Yeah. So now, I, what do you I'm make sure, of the potential Kevin Durant acquisition? All right, hold on. We're in the middle of talking about Christmas Day shit. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, but it yeah, no. be, a, be a fun two days. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's poised to be fucking sick if we win both of those. Otherwise, my Christmas is fucking ruined, which is going to be awful. Right. <laughs> so I, if I the really hope... the Eagles lose to the Cowboys on Christmas Eve, I'm... I'm and then if how we lose, to enjoy myself? If we the, lose the potentially dog shit Knicks, too, like, I'll just be like, uh, I'll, I'll... When R.J. Barrett drops 50 <laughs> and ruins our Christmas? I, I would I would probably just burn myself alive with the Christmas tree. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's poised to be either a very good or a very horrible Christmas this and, year. And it's funny you mention Christmas because I'm actually, I may be going to the Eagles game down there. That's fun. That's yeah. banging. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to go with the, uh, the Philly sports trips, as I mentioned, Vince, before. I would, I would love to get out to a game this year. I got to look, you know, see what, see what games are. Well, you, you can come with me on Christmas Eve. Vince. I know Pat can't. I would uh, love to come well, spend the holidays by the way, with Seamus. By the way. The the Philly sports trip people they got a thousand people to go to Washington, 
They're Almost. having 500 people in each end zone. 500 Eagles yes. fans. Can, I mean, can you we imagine? Take over that there should be a, there should be a statue of Vince from Philly Sports Trips, like like literally at the sports complex. It's not at a thousand yet, but it can be. It, it's close though. It's he's close. Like, he's close to capacity. That's why they call they call FedEx Field League the Financial South. Oh, mm-hmm. dude, can you imagine being Carson Wentz when you when you have no mercy on on either side of the field? Oh, There's going to be 500 Eagles fans in I'm each end you, zone. I had this fucking take. When the schedule came out, and I'm getting it off again, uh, I really think when the Commanders come to Philly, which I believe is like a Week Ten and Monday Night game, Carson Wentz will not be the starter. I really don't think he yeah, will be. No, he's been I... playing. He's been playing like shit in camp, and mm-hmm. I get that it's only preseason. But uh, Sam Howell actually looked pretty decent for the Commanders, like a pocket awareness, being able to move his feet. Like I would not be surprised if by Week Ten Carson Wentz has either a been replaced or b been injured. Now that's interesting. Yeah. What, what what happened to Taylor Heineke? He's there. Uh, that's honestly a good. See, yeah, I, I mean, dude, he's. I mean, I would, he's just I would been like Taylor Heineke. He's just been kind of mid like the whole time. He's never really been phenomenal except for that one playoff game. Who he's never the, really been like who was terrible. The who was the Commanders' quarterback last year? It was Heineke. Heineke. It was Heineke. It right? was yeah, Fitzpatrick yeah. for the first they, couple weeks, wasn't it? This, no, he got injured they, like no. immediately. Yeah. Immediately? Yeah. I thought he got a couple but, starts. When they acquired uh, Carson Wentz, I kept saying to myself, like, is Carson Wentz at this point better than Taylor Heineke? <laughs> like, I think one of the craziest stats uh, from what year was it? 2020? Whatever year the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Tom Brady in the playoffs yeah. faced off against Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Patrick Mahomes. And the only team that came close to beating him was was the Washington football team led by Taylor Heineke yep. in the opening round. That's that unbelievable, is so man. crazy to me. That's unbelievable. No, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. It's, it's fucking nuts that that kind of shit happens and then it kind of fizzles out. Like, I mean... He probably was amped up for that one game, and they yeah. honestly the Bucks probably didn't have much tape on Heineke because I'm pretty sure he just got thrown in there. For, that was like his only start or something. Yeah, like, I just wouldn't be surprised if Carson is getting replaced. I think this is going to be his last year as a starter, in my opinion. Oh uh, yeah, I wouldn't I, be surprised at all. I mean, he only they only traded a second round pick for him. They don't really have that many ties to him. Like yeah, whatever. right. Like who gives a fuck at this point? Like <laughs> now, now Vince, Vince and Pat, I do want to pick your brains on a couple things Eagles related. Um, yes, so. On the list of concerns, now now there's a lot of rah rah, you know, you know, the Eagles are gonna, you know, go to the Super Bowl shit. Not not people saying that, but people are like overly excited. No, the Eagles, the Eagles in my opinion, sure. Yeah, I mean, yes, I mean they're overly excited about the about the Eagles in the city, which is fine. I mean, uh, Howie Roseman had a phenomenal offseason, obviously with the draft, with the with the free agent acquisitions, the trades, everything else. However, um, says, says the Phillies fan that has them with. Three postseason. Yeah, I'm wins. also an Eagles fan, and I could be objective. Uh, uh, what are your concerns, like, like as far as safe? Uh, uh, I, I was going to say it. Safety is a concern, or safety is probably the biggest concern. And, well, I would go running back no, depth yeah, I, I over say safety back. because you you looked at the report today. Miles Sanders missed yet another practice with the hamstring. I mean, this is a guy that was he poised. Th- yeah, but this is a guy that was poised for a big year and a contract year, well, and he's uh, always, always hurt. I think I Howie's got to go out there and get a running back. I don't know who's I mean, available. You have to remember, also, you have an elite running back, quote unquote, at quarterback. No, I, yeah. I I understand that, but I mean, obviously, they're trying to like limit like limit that. I mean, like yeah. what? That's that was one of Sirianni's focal points was making sure that he has more pocket awareness, making sure that he gets it out quicker if he needs to. And you to, saw that in the preseason, and game. making sure that he doesn't have to run as much as he did. 
Uh, so, but, so, but Vince, they they do. You have to admit they do. They do need more guys at running back. I mean, Ken, Kenny Gainwell. I'm a huge. This is a Kenny Gainwell podcast. We love Kenny G. But I mean, realistically, this guy's not a RB one. He's not an RB two. So I mean, we have to. I, and Boston Scott doesn't necessarily blow my brains away either. So I mean, if if you're Howie Unless Roseman, you're the who, who's blowing your brains away? <laughs> if you're Howie Roseman, who are some running backs that pen? that are available you that could, that you uh, would that would, you would trade for? Are there any running backs you could trade for? Eve? You could easily go after Kareem Hunt, who is yeah. once out. Oh, of the Browns, dude, so. I would love Kareem Hunt. He's on my fantasy team this year. Uh, he'd, I could, he'd be I could great see. because right if now he's in a backup role. Like that he, would be great. He literally, like, he could very easily be a lead back. Again, helps it, a little bit of a concern. I, and he's I, named but, after the, the ketchup company, Kareem Hunt. I do believe that, um, I do believe Joe Giglio just posted a little bit ago, like, a question, which I think is an insane answer. Oh, he's, the, he's the one that wanted to trade Harper for Soto. Yeah. He said, would you trade Jalen Reger in a fifth-round pick for Kareem Hunt? I'm like, obviously, yes. In a heartbeat. I'm, but, I don't, <laughs> I, but I don't think the Browns would ever take that. I don't, even the well, Browns, I don't think they the would thing e- is, entertain that. It, de- it depends the extent of Kareem Hunt's, like, wanting out. Like, if he's willing yeah. to not play, which I think he did end up reporting the camps. So yeah, that he only missed two like, days of practice. Yeah. So he might still play through it, but he wants out. And, I mean, if that gives you any leverage at all, you should definitely at least make a phone call over there. Like, what are you guys looking for? And so, Howie being Howie, I'm sure he already did. But Yeah, exactly, exactly. So for me, Running back is is a concern. Um, the safety position is a concern, but also I'd say those are the only two. Well, I mean there are, there are question marks around surrounding Jonathan Dis- Gannon. Disposable positions. Let's be Jonathan honest. Gannon could be an yeah, issue. Yeah, no, honestly, when I, you have when you have the cornerbacks, you do. I mean, I'm not overly concerned about safety. Yeah, uh, you definitely have the cornerbacks to make up for it. And then when not, you have the O line, you do same thing with the running back. But, honestly, but where does plug and play? But where does Jonathan Gannon rank on your list of concerns so, if he's I'm even not, up there? I'm not that concerned about him because, like, listen, last year the defense was, like, still – it wasn't terrible, but he also wasn't running the scheme he wanted. Like, he – what were we running last year? It was a 4-3, and this year he wants to run a Mm 3-4. Like, and listen, I I honestly think that this year we have a lot of talent on defense, like, to make up for – There's no doubt about that. Like, you know, you have a great D-line. The linebackers, for once, are looking like a competent group with mm-hmm. Kazir White, and it could be Dean, uh, Davion Taylor should be coming back, whatever. Like, I actually think that the defense it might be the strongest suit of the team. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd have to agree. Like, I think I think Gannon's finally going to be able to put the system he wants in, into play here. And with the D-line you have set up, like, the, ro- the guys that are going to be rotating in and out, it's just going to be fucking nuts. I mean, like... And- He's he's made comments that like alleged to the fact that he wants to blitz more, which was yeah. a big that was a big like, uh, you know, every fucking time I was with like you guys or other people would be like screaming at the TV like fucking blitz already. Yeah, like, he never did. The reason he wasn't confident in doing that was because we had a dog shit linebacker yes, court exactly. who couldn't cover anybody over the middle. So if you sent a blitz, and, then they could just run it right up the middle. And that's why I want to talk about the uh, the preseason game just a little bit, because we obviously don't see like too much. It's one one drive by your starters. But um, while we're on the topic of defense and like guys that could be a piece this year, I don't think he's going to start. But like Nicobe Dean, for example, like is one of those guys, a linebacker like it could be a reason why like they feel more comfortable blitzing because he's just like a dog. Like mm-hmm. I get that he's a little bit undersized, but like he makes up for it. Like I know it's the meme. Like he's literally got that dog in him. And you see the way he plays uh, behind uh, Jordan Davis, and they have that familiarity of playing together at Georgia. And, you know, Nicobe Dean is one of those guys that I know he's a rookie, so it's a little bit weirder. He could easily become a leader in the locker room the way he was at Georgia. And, like, I think, like, adding someone like that is, like, huge. And I can't wait to see him on the field this year. He's one of my most anticipated players to see. And then right in front of him is uh, Jordan Davis. Real quick, real quick, real quick. Go for it. Uh, With Nicobe Dean, I think – 
Bartrude and Vince Quinn brought up a really good point on Twitter the other day. They were saying, is it more important to start or to get meaningful minutes? Actually, it might have been a YouTube clip or something I saw, but... um, Did Bartrude sing in that YouTube clip? I don't remember. I was paying attention to the content. Oh, okay. They were, I paid attention to, to his face. Um, but no, so I think uh, they brought up that really good point, and it is a really good point just because if he's getting meaningful minutes, who gives a shit if he's starting? No, like, it I doesn't agree matter what's like who's starting, whatever. Like I know people are always like, oh, he's not starting. He must not be good. In it's football, like, no. they're, they're, <laughs> it's like, they're swapping guys out every Exactly, play. exactly. And that's the biggest thing. It's like Jordan Davis probably won't start. He definitely yeah. won't start. Fletcher will start, and then he'll, they'll cycle those two like crazy. So exactly. like it's I, I think it's way more important if he's getting meaningful minutes and actually getting in there doing well. Oh, right. So and I, I would look just, past that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you just brought up Jordan Davis and I think that my biggest takeaway from like the game was him. Like I get yeah. so we'll talk about Jalen in a minute and you know he was perfect. But like Jordan Davis was phenomenal and he look he's a disruptor. He's obviously such a huge big body. He's mm-hmm. getting through the line. And I mean honestly he was getting double teamed half the fucking he half had the game. Four guys on him at one point do and we he was add, just pushing the whole fucking pile. Do we add Jordan Davis being able to maintain weight to your list of concerns? No, oh, I think no. that. Uh, I think oh, that, I do. I, think, I do. A I guy like that, if he gets, oh, if it gets too Christ. out of control, if it gets too out of control, you got another um, uh, uh, situation with the guy that plays in New Orleans, the, uh, the the basketball guy in New Orleans. You don't want that. Zion. You, you don't want Jordan Davis to be Zion. Jordan Davis isn't just jumping so every game. You never know. He could jump a lot. We don't know. I'm just saying. That was a horrible take. He's got to stay in shape. He has. No, let him go. Let him go. He's got to stay in shape. Clear out. Clear out. You're getting this takeoff in your troll voice, so I know you're fucking around. <laughs> I, I, I know the troll voice at this point. Vince, it's, but no, you know, Jordan Davis doing. is gonna be phenomenal. I, I do hope he stays in I, shape. I can't believe that. Uh, no, I can't believe that some people wait, wait, were very real quick, like, real quick. Have you ever had that worry about Fletcher Cox? No, because Fletcher Cox yeah. is a monster. Well, I mean, so I mean in Seamus on in Seamus's defense, Jordan Davis did have uh, allegations of that. In, there in were college. many allegations, but I don't think that he will <laughs> have that problem. Are you, wait, are you thinking of the Sean Watson now? Or? Uh, I, by the way, I don't even want to talk about that today. I I, I can't talk about what that. Happened? He is the stupidest person I've ever seen in my entire life. Not I to mention a total on, scumbag piece of shit, Deshaun uh, Watson. I almost said Jackson. But Deshaun Watson is a piece of shit. But don't he's also well stupid. He's so, so stupid. He, fuck him. He's an idiot. That's oh. from, from Should have gotten more than 11 games. We are anti-Deshaun Watson. Oh, but they, to go back. Real quick, they wanted, the only reason they won 11 games is because they want him back in Houston. Oh, thank, uh, isn't that perfect timing? That, that's money. when he comes back uh, against thank, against the Texans and Bill O'Brien. Thank, thank whatever deity is up there that we didn't trade for him. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, God, watch dude. some asshole on Twitter is going to be we like, Seamus, Bill O'Brien's not the not the coach anymore." <laughs> we wouldn't have if we had traded for him. We wouldn't have AJ Brown, Jordan Davis, uh, Nicobe Dean, and two first round picks next year. Exactly. So thank fucking God. <laughs> but um, like we just said, Jordan Davis looked great. Um, and then. Obviously, the biggest takeaway from the game besides that on the offensive side of the ball was Jalen, who went six for six, uh, 153 or whatever the perfect pass rating is. I think it's like 153.8 or 158.3. And then a nice touch on the Dallas Goddard. But the biggest play of the game for Jalen was when he got crushed by I don't know who. Uh, but let me tell Some you rando on the fucking jets. Who this, cares? Well, the craziest thing is that this dude's a fucking starter. So yeah. like, I don't understand. Like, listen, not that I would, I would condemn it because it would, or I would condemn it. Not that I would accept it if it was a regular season game, but like, dude, you're a starter. 
and you know, like this is preseason. You're, if you're a yeah. starter, you know you're making the roster. You don't really need to go all out. Why the fuck are you plowing a quarterback? Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't like, like Jalen. But hold on, I would I would understand That's if it. like and I, I still wouldn't I still wouldn't be okay with it. But I would understand more if that was like a third string linebacker who's like yeah. trying to make trying the roster to make the team. and he's just going balls to the walls. But no, like you're a starter, you know you're making a team. Why? Are, and you know you've clearly been here before. What the preseason's all about. First of all, that would be a penalty in a regular game. Why are you doing that in fucking preseason? Uh, no. It was definitely dirty. It was definitely butchly. At least Nick Sirianni showed some semblance of a. Pulse. That was the. That was the best part about that to come out of that was just Nick Sirianni, the way he reacted. And then, like, after the game, they were asking Jalen about that. And he was like, that's just the culture that Nick has built. And, like, uh, obviously alluding to uh, Jordan Mailata, the bodyguard 2.0, yeah. coming to Jalen's defense. I was going to say, line. arguably, I think he was the best part because no, literally imagine a full speed yeah. Jordan Mailata running Man, at And that's you. what a lot of people on social that media would, said. That would make me immediately shit my pants. They said, exactly. Don't, do not anger but, uh, a guy like Mailata. Like, I just, I love hearing things like the guy guys talking about that and saying this is the culture that Nick has built like like Jason Kelsey came back for another year because of this alleged culture like you love to see stuff like that because it plays so it might sound corny and cliche but it plays so much into the success of the team when the vibes are 2017 we joke about it all the time 2017 vibes 2017 vibes that's because when the vibes are clicking in a locker room especially in football I don't know why in football more than other sports like it's just different now, now, Vince, you alluded to Jason Kelsey, who is our, you know, Lord and Savior, pretty much, besides Embiid and Hoskins. It depends on who you talk to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I, I do. We're Jason Kelsey. Uh, yes, yes, we are totally Hoskins Jason. Not Jace out. That's what we are. But We're um, Jason. Uh, his replacement, Cam Jurgens. Jalen. Okay. Jalen. Uh, by the way, dude, do you see my ahead. shirt from Rager. all the way there in, in Rockledge or wherever the hell you are, Fox Jace? I mean. Uh, this is this is a beef jerky shirt, and you can go on Cam Jurgen's website. I think it's called beefjerky.com or something. Jurgen, and and, and I am totally <laughs> Jurgen. I am. Like, what are you doing? Uh, I am Jurgen <laughs> all night long. I am just Jurgen. And according to I, his calendar, he is also doing that. Yeah, I got to figure out how to get rid of that. <laughs> he is good. I think he's going to be a huge steal. Like he, I'm all like, in, obvious, man. Obviously, people. I don't know if people. I did see some people like kind of cooling off on Cam Jurgens before the preseason game when the video came out of Jordan Davis absolutely manhandling him. Yeah. But I think that's just because Jordan Davis is just, he's different. Yeah, he's and he's agent. huge, and, you, you know, he's got to watch Jergens, his weight. You look at Cam Jurgens against the Jets, and again, I know it's the Jets. It's one preseason game. Don't get on my ass. I'm not overvaluing it. But he looked, for what you saw, he looked great. I you got to stop overvaluing moving, this guy, man. Yeah, I mean. He's moving, <laughs> he's moving like Kelsey on pulls, like, Everything, everything, and and you have Kelsey teaching him for the whole year. Yeah. I think he's going to turn out to be a fantastic uh, pick. I and, think so, and, too. I got his T-shirt. And Kelsey literally went to the organization and said, pick this guy. If you want yeah, somebody Kelsey that's going to be like me, pick this guy. Exactly. Like, And that, that mm-hmm. I have a lot of trust in Jason Kelsey, and mm-hmm. that makes me believe that like he's going to mentor him the whole year because he knows he's on his way out. So like, I, I'm excited to see him in the future. I think that could be one of the best draft picks we've had in a while. I think that could be like our next Jason Kelsey, someone to anchor. Yeah. The line for a while. Yeah. So all in all, the vibes around the from the nosebleed squad are high with regards to the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, they're a playoff I'm excited. team. Uh, obviously, they're going to win the division. In my opinion, they're going to win the division. I think they're a 13 win team. I, I'm going to go Ooh, third. 13 I, yeah, I, Sheamus is going 13 wins. Uh, I think I, I'm I, I've done a lot of digging, and by digging, I mean Jeff McLean Listen, has been. You know, I, I've been reading a lot McClain. of Jeff McLean. And Jeff McLean is not necessarily the most positive guy when it comes to the Eagles because he's an objective reporter, and I trust him. 
But based on what I'm reading, not the you know other hot take artists around the world, around Philadelphia, I think the Philadelphia Eagles can win 13 games, and that depends on Jalen Hurts and 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 how he you know how he performs and how he takes that step forward. So I'm going I mean, 13. Yeah, I think I'm at 11. That's uh, that's more reasonable. 15, 20. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> no, 13. Like, and people uh, just. I think too many. I don't think they're losing the game all the way. Too many national people forget how easy our schedule is, and like even if like listen, we're all sitting and hoping and thinking that Jalen does take a step forward and he gets better. Even if you get the Jalen you got last year, um, at the end of the day, he's still a guy who uh, protected the ball, didn't really turn it over. He could run on an elite level, and his passing could have used work. Listen, we want better. It's just Jay out. Even, no, no, no. I'm saying even if you got that version of Jalen, this team will be way better than it was last year simply uh, because of the weapons you no, have but, on both sides of the ball. I, I Obviously, like you make the good point, and it's, it's going to be better because of the weapons you have. But at the same time, if he's that same quarterback with the same flaws as last year... I don't know, man. Like, like, do they do they look elsewhere? Because I mean, that was still problematic. Like how he performed a lot of the times last year. They benefited from an easier schedule last season. So I don't well, know. They're gonna benefit from an even easier schedule this season. So is that like to the detriment of the organization? Meaning, if if they do well this year, win 13, 14 games, and Jalen Hurts is still not blowing people's minds, right? And it's still pretty much he didn't take that huge step forward. Does that long term hurt the organization? Because it's not like you can like not rock with him if they say go to go to you know deep into the playoffs this year. You know what I mean? Like like that's a weird position to be in. Because I you, mean, you also have to still think long term about the future of your franchise at that position. I mean, no, I agree. If Jalen, listen, if Jalen, if even if the Eagles succeed and Jalen doesn't look great, uh, you definitely do have to think. It depends how bad he looks. If he looked like horrible or something, but that, yeah, that's kind of like a weird situation to be in, right? Because it's like, all right, the, the team went and went on a playoff run, made it past the second round of the playoffs. Well, if and... he's like horrible, they're not making a, a playoff. No, run, I but, know. Uh... Yeah, but if he's still like mid, like, and that's pretty much what he was last year. He was mid. He wasn't amazing. He wasn't horrible. He was somewhere in the middle. I mean, I guess that's a pretty accurate way to to put it, right? I mean, he's not. Uh, gonna... I I agree. I I have a question. So you can only watch one game, Phillies wild card or week four Eagles. Phillies wild card. Philly's wild card. It's been 13 years. Who do they play week four? Ooh, Pat. Who, I mean, do they, who do the Eagles play week well, four? Well, Pat, you're honestly. Come on, honestly, Pat. Depends which no, game is no. wild card series. <laughs> yes. no, no, by the way, you are no longer a, Phil, a, a true Philadelphia sports fan. <laughs> yes. oh, come on. Come on. It's the Eagles. Guess who's walking home? No, guys, guys, no guys. I mean, you're not. You're, you're, guys, you're a sellout. Yes. Fucking joke, if you're going to go Eagles. Oh, my God. He's so mad. This I'm not is mad. Perfect. I'm just saying you expose yourself. <laughs> because right, if right, wait, wait, wait. Seamus, have you ever heard of the joke before? I'm just saying, if you're going to go Eagles, that's a problem. That's a problem with your Philadelphia. A credentials. Can I, can I cut in? It's the Eagles <laughs> playing. What is it? At the Cardinals or one, yeah, two? Oh, matter. it's the Jaguars. The Jaguars. <laughs> no, no, I, I would. Yeah. Oh yeah. wait, it is the Dougie P game though. You oh, love yeah, your Dougie P. Yeah, I love Dougie P. So you know what? <laughs> Fuck the Phillies' only playoff appearance ever. And by the way, Castellanos is probably a fucking bust. By the way, so if I we have... make the fucking playoffs this year, we're not going back next year. I need to enjoy this year because the whole thing's going to be for 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 nothing for not. Oh, that worked perfectly. I've been forever. Thank I you, to Taylor. Watch the Thank you, Taylor. And drink a beer. So I'd be remiss if drink I didn't uh, take the opportunity to do that. I'm off the beer. So now. The, the Eagles will be there next week. What if it's Dallas week? Then I'm watching the Eagles. Yeah. Now, yeah. That, that, but, yeah. No, that, yeah. that's, a, that's a violation, as Mikey Miss would say. 
Well, that's nobody a, cares about Mike, what Mikey Miss would say because he doesn't have a job. It's a violation. <laughs> right. Mikey Miss is unemployed. All right, this one's for Seamus only. The Eagles win one playoff or one wild card game, or the Eagles make it to the Super Bowl this year. Did you say the Eagles you win the Phillies win one wild card? You game. know what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Phillies win one wild card round or yes, game? Yes. If it's game, I'm no, going round, Super Bowl. Round. If it's round, I'm going Phillies easily. Oh, my God. Easily. We got hey, our God. Super Bowl. Oh Why? 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 The Eagles got their fluke Super Bowl that they well, should have lost, Seamus, by the way. Seamus, in this, hypo- in this hypothetical the scenario, Patriots were the better team. Taylor is saying that the, Eagles, the Phillies are going to win the wild card round and then lose. No, the no, 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 no. That's no, no. not what he said. That's not what that, I meant. That yeah. is not what he said. And oh, once, so you, once, just... once you get into the postseason in baseball and win a series... Who the fuck knows what's going to happen? I got a Super Bowl in 2017. I got one. You got so one, well, too. We the, haven't the, gotten a world championship in since 2008. Taylor, for yes. the Eagles, it was they're guaranteed to go to the Super Bowl or win Yes, it? guaranteed to go. Who cares? They're going to get smoked by uh, the, the, the Josh Allen. Who cares? Chavis, you're saying that as if we didn't just talk about how the Phillies will lose to the Mets. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's been so long that no rational or even somewhat decent person who claims to be a Philadelphia uh, sports fan, would go Eagles over right. Phillies at no, this point. Majority of people would go uh, Eagles yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but the majority of people <laughs> are, are frauds. Are, are they frauds? And, and they are not worthy of watching sport. Bryce Harper gets injured in the last wild card game. Uh, dude, we have other people. Yes, I mean, he's injured now, and, and, and we've uh, thrived. <laughs> Man, that deadbed's wearing off. He's coming alive Ooh, now. That, that is a good pull. I mean, everybody's going to say Eagles Super Bowl, though. Like, I, I don't give a shit what everybody know, our, says. Because of, because of him constantly tweeting the Phillies, like, our page has become very no, heavy Seamus Phillies. No, Seamus needs to put the pull up. No. Well, no, because he's mainly Phillies people. No, uh, that's not true. You think they would all say wild card? Uh, some of the people that follow him are psychos. But, but that's not what you said, Taylor. You said if they you would You know get, what I meant. No, you said they would get past the wild card yes. round. Yeah, I, obviously, because who knows what the fuck's going to happen after that. Come on, Tower. Think with your a brain. A Super Bowl appearance? That's it doesn't matter. It's not way cooler. Because guess what? If the Phillies get past the wild card and they're on fire, they could go to and win a World Series. Right, we have not been to a World Series a, since 2009. It was, it was a very mild performance in but, the wild card. But we were... I don't How's give that? a shit. <laughs> we were... You just said we were in the Super Bowl, Taylor... In 2017, we haven't been to the World Series since 2009. There is a big difference in years when it comes to that. If I you would, like, however, if you like baseball. By yeah. the way, I would, however, take a Philadelphia 76ers uh, finals appearance over a Philadelphia Phillies wow. wild card win. And, and that, I totally absolutely, would in a heartbeat. Because I fell in love with this Philadelphia 76ers uh, team this season. Except I, for the I head coach. A, I would take a Sixers finals appearance over a Super Bowl. It, because guess what? I, I think the Sixers, if they get to the finals, they can easily win Wait, it. Wait. All right. I have another one. Guaranteed the Sixers win the championship this season. But... The Phillies will not make another playoff appearance for another decade. That's no. fine. Nope. That's fine. Can't do it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I can't do that. The Phillies can burn oh, in hell. Uh, yeah. The Phillies yeah, can Vince, burn in hell. Go. I need Joel Hans and Bede winning a I'm fucking sorry, chip. Yeah. He's going to get one just now. Joel and Bede winning a no. NBA Finals slash NBA no. Finals MVP. No, Bryce Harper. By the way, Bryce Harper deserves it just as much, if not more, than oh, Embiid. Nobody That's cared. <laughs> nobody cared. Are you kidding me, dude? How many MVPs does Joel and Bede have? How many? 
Oh, None. he was robbed. He was robbed. Bryce Harper has two MVPs. Was Wrong on his way. Us. Was on his way to his third MVP this season before he got hurt. Okay. Listen, no, let's not That's make great. this about Harper. Harper no, no, no. But, 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 but Harper. That's okay. Great, no, I, I wouldn't say Harper deserves it better. I more. I take that back. But they're both equally. He's uh, they so both much. equally deserve it. They both equally deserve a championship in this city because they're the two best athletes the city has seen in decades, but, decades, but, decades, but, decades. But Joel Embiid has played his whole career here. That doesn't, he that, that, doesn't mean anything. that doesn't mean he anything. That doesn't mean anything. It does. It literally does. To, to the people of Philadelphia, it does. All right, that's fine. That's a fair it literally argument. Does. That's a fair <laughs> argument, but I'm just saying I think Bryce Harper also deserves, yeah, a, he deserves does. a ring. No, he hundred percent does. I never said he didn't. Right. And, and, and I would and rather see Joel Embiid win one. Over Harper, Bryce. you're yeah. saying. hundred percent. That's a violation. Pat, Pat, it's not. Listen, at the end of the day, you've got to choose one. I'm choosing the Sixers. Pat and Vince, now it's twenty years. That's fine. Ah, oh, man. Nah, that is rough, but like, I want to <laughs> see Joel win so bad. As long as I see Joel and Pete. Taylor, you know host, what you're good at? Hosting you're... the Larry O'Brien trophy, I will be happy. For, I'll kill myself. I'll literally just kill Whoa. myself. <laughs> Taylor, you're... Because I'll be happy. That'll be the happiest I'll ever be in my life. You're, that's what you said about the, the about the Eagles, too. Come on. It's all fleeting. Uh, and not, no, I didn't. And, and I never li- said that. Life doesn't matter. Show me the recording. Uh, I don't Show have me it. the recording. I don't have it. But Wait, you were, you were way too excited in 2017 tapes. about the Eagles, Pat. A little too excited. Um, but I will say this, Tower. You are an instigator. <laughs> yes. You divide people. Yes. You are the ruiner of shows <laughs> yes. and what could be great shows. You have to ruin them. Yes. Because I thought before today that Vince, Pat, and I had great chemistry. I get it all <laughs> the time on the streets. Seamus and Vince and Pat, you guys have great chemistry. The engineer's a little off in some ways, but, you know, he's fine. That's nice that you let him chime in. But but now we're at the point where you're pinning me against my own conscience. No, I was just asking and you're Pat ma- and Vince a question. No, no, no. I know that, but you're making my internal, uh, like, like, Organs. like my who I am as a person, <laughs> you're making me, like, really upset and, like, like at odds with my own self. All right, so here's what you're and, I, and I'm very contemplating uh, ripping this dab pen right now. Do it. That's what I was going to tell you. In to do. front of all these people. That's fine. Do it. <laughs> you want to know how many selfies yeah, I took on it. your phone? Do it. I know. I oh, know. he's going to jerk off of those later. No, but Pat, I understand that, you, that you're a <laughs> or, Sorry, sorry. Jerk off. You're a bigger fan of the Sixers than you are the Phillies. Yeah. That's fine. I, I, I understand that. So am I. But I, I just don't want you to think that Bryce Harper is less of a man than Joel Embiid. I never said that. Listen, it's different with Embiid. No, I said I'd rather see Joel Embiid win a chip. That's all I said. The reason why it's different is because... Uh, listen, we love Bryce. Bryce is great, but like Joel was, we drafted him. We watched like him go through all of the struggles. We watched like the whole league, like doubt he would ever even play. And then mm-hmm. when he did like, Oh, he'll just get hurt. <clears throat> He's injury prone, all that shit. Like we've been through everything the with fucking ringer. Beat. his whole career has been here. And I think it does impact it a little bit that Bryce is, uh, he was a, tr- he was a signing like later in his career after he had already won an MVP, all that stuff. So it's not to say we don't love Bryce, but it's like, you feel a different attachment to a guy like MB. He's also mm-hmm. won an MVP for our city. And, and, oh, right. and nobody's been and, in the playoffs. And has has he been nope. in the playoffs at it's, all? It's also easier to make the playoffs. Oh, than okay, NBA. great. But has he been in the playoffs at all? With no, us? he hasn't. Okay. But he, but he has the Sixers MVP. been in the playoffs? But Sheamus, has Joel Embiid won an MVP with Sheamus, the Sixers? Has the Sixers been in the playoffs? Yeah, the obviously, playoffs anybody yeah. can make the dude. Eight teams in each conference make, make the fucking playoffs. It's a mm-hmm. fucking joke. That's a fucking joke of a league. You would also agree that Joel Embiid has been robbed of it. Even bigger joke. The NBA is a fucking joke. So you're just angry at the sport of basketball. 
because it's better than baseball. Because I'm not a fan of communist China. I, I love how Seamus, like Seamus, in the beginning of this segment with the Sixers, <laughs> talked about like how he's like in on the Sixers now, and then it ends with him saying like "fuck the sport of basketball." <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying how it's set up is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Why should the why should the why should the Chicago Bulls be a playoff team? They stink. They were like the fourth get, seed. Yeah, the Chicago they're, Bulls were very good. Oh, the they, 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 they are horrible. They are horrible. Put them <laughs> against the Warriors. How, how are they going to feel against the Warriors or the Sixers playing in a game? So you I don't mean, under, I guess, I'm guessing the point went right over your head, huh? No, I, Vince, I get what you're saying. I just think that we either have to make baseball a little more accessible than three wildcard teams. There should be ten wildcard teams. Just like the <laughs> NBA, right? Make it make it fair. Let's let's have the Washington Nationals be able to make the playoffs this year. Because guess what? Damn it. They would if they were an NBA team. The Nationals would have made the playoffs without Soto, without Bell, without all these guys. They would have made it. Disagree. So anyway... Um, <laughs> But uh, I guess we got to wrap up. But uh, I do have to do one more thing before we leave, Vince. And that is, uh, very quickly, by the way. And that is, my dad fin- pen fell out. But um, if if you were to... She got no shame as his dad pen. If, if, <laughs> you, if you, her name's Julie. If you were to heckle one Philadelphia sports athlete, present or past, not Ben Simmons, not Carson Wentz, if you had the opportunity to non-violently heckle this person... Who would it be? Andrew Bynum. I don't know why the first person that just came to my mind was Orlando Scandrick. Yeah, that makes sense, too. I fucking hate that. Dude. That's a solid one. Yeah. But yeah, just, no, like, I... he, was, he came here for, like, what, like, half a season? And then, like, he just, he's still, like, on the whole shtick of, like, oh, <laughs> Philly's the fucking worst. Uh, oh, my God. Does, he sucks. Does, and he stinks. Yeah. I, I think do executive I, count, too? Uh, no, athlete. Uh, but you can make, you know, a little athlete. Colangelo. Colangelo? That's yeah. fair. I think I'm gonna Very go obviously. with uh, I think I'm gonna go with Scandrick because uh, listen, there's a bunch of athletes that sucked that I would love to like be like you suck, but like Orlando Scandrick at the end of the day is like a just a piece of shit, like annoying, like he fucking hates us. So like that's fair. I feel like I I feel like I wouldn't feel as bad. It's not like it's not like Orlando Scandrick is just some innocent like he just didn't pan out guy. Now he came here, he sucked, and then he left, and he was like, yeah, fuck that place. I have a one A and one B. Very quickly before we end, my one A. Would be Jonathan Papelbon because that guy is a total loser. He's another one. He I would agree assault with that. you. And, and, and yes, he would. And <laughs> he would beat the shit out of you. I, I would go Jonathan Papelbon, and I would also go Sean Rodriguez because Sean Rodriguez <laughs> also hates us for no reason. He was here for a half hour, and he hates us. So uh, I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. Uh, Taylor, thanks Alexi's for fed. thanks for being uh, divisive as usual. And uh, Vince, um, I hope you're back in studio next week, man. I miss you. We'll see you on Sean Saturday, Vinny. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to celebrate Pat O'Leary's birthday and Maniunk this weekend. You can come listen, out and drink with us on Saturday. For, for the content, we have to all get really drunk uh, because we haven't done that in a while. Like, together. So let's black out. Let's black out. We'll go to Lou Turks and we'll have ourselves a time. <laughs> no. Uh, but from everybody from the Nosebleeds, we want to wish Pat O'Leary, our Danny DeVito, Always Sunny Acquisition, our Frank Reynolds, a very, very... Very happy birthday and a happy new happy year. Birthday, Pat. And guys, thank you, thank if you, you guys want to come out with us and drink and celebrate O'Leary's birthday with Vince and the whole squad, Pat Doyle will be there too. Sean Zarzation, Dan McGuckin, and the other people. <laughs> and right, we're going to have fun, baby. Happy birthday.